I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system, which regulates many of our most critical bodily functions, such as learning and memory, emotional processing, sleep, temperature and pain control, and inflammatory and immune responses. The CBD brand that I take and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their reserve collection, a sleep gummy. The reserve collection is a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids, including THC. Rich and bold, the Reserve Collection products are for when intense support is needed. Reserve Sleep Gummies build on their unique Reserve Collection formula with effective sleep-focused ingredients to better prepare you for bed each night. Wake up feeling refreshed, energized, and ready to take on the day with Reserve Sleep Gummies. All of Plus CBD's products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code HOFFMAN30 for 30 percent off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new reserve collection, Sleep Gummies. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and uh, while Intelligent Medicine often deals with uh, grim subjects such as uh, cancer, cardiovascular disease, uh, all manner of uh, serious ailments uh, that we discuss, uh, fatty liver disease was a topic uh, recently, uh, today we're going to talk about something that is uplifting and scrumptious. <laughs> which is Coco. Uh, we're going to talk to an expert on the subject. He's Alan Frost, a frequent contributor here on Intelligent Medicine because he is founder of Flava Naturals. It's spelled F-L-A-V-A. And I was tempted in the past to pronounce it Flava because it, it's got a lot of Flava, uh, but it's actually Flava, which is named after its high flavanol content. We'll get into that uh, shortly. Uh, and flavanols are in the news so we're going to we're going to discuss how uh there's some new exciting news to pass along to you so alan it's a pleasure having you back on intelligent medicine thanks very much for joining us again well thanks dr Hoffman. it's a pleasure to be back and uh i look forward to the the discussion you well, so there's there's news on the cocoa flavanols front uh and let's start with uh an interesting story about and I, I touched upon this story recently. Uh, a guy who is he's kind of obsessive. He's a tech mogul, uh, ultra rich guy who is a founder of various startups, uh, including I think Venmo. That's a, a payment service uh, which has a valuation of nearly a billion dollars now. So he's got a lot of money on his hands. He's a very successful guy. He's young. He's a techie at forty-five, uh, and. Uh, his claim is that he has turned back his own biological clock by means of a regimen by which, by his own admission, costs $2 million a year. His anti-aging regimen uh, includes, of course, uh, exercise and all kinds of dietary manipulations. He wakes up at 5 in the morning, uh, and he is an intermittent faster. He he. Uh, consumes his calories exclusively between the window of 5 and 11 a.m. He goes to sleep nightly at 8.30, eats 70 pounds of vegetables per month, doesn't uh, have any salt or added sugar, 
takes a whole slew of expensive supplements, works out 45 to 60 minutes per day, seven days per week. Uh, and uh, it turns out that cocoflavanols are actually part of his regimen. Right, Ellen? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a it's a very interesting story. As, as you said, um, you know, not not all of us could follow, you know, his exact routine, obviously. But um, yeah, no, he, uh, he he made a lot of money and he decided that uh, now he was going to focus on, on his health. And he he hired a team. He's spending about two million dollars a year. He hired a, a team of uh, um of dietitians, uh, coaches, uh, uh, you know, um, trainers, etc., and um, yeah, he he you know, um, he consumes well over twenty supplements a day. Uh, as you said, he he exercises. He's got a routine where he does these thirty exercises every day. In addition to that, he's got some young younger kids, and uh, you know, he'll he'll go out and play play ball with them a, a, as well. But um, yeah, so he's uh, he's doing this. He's recording everything, and uh, er, the early read is he's, you know, he, he's really uh, you know achieving his goals, um, you know, on, on the metrics he has set up to measure biological aging. Right. It, it is said that uh, by his uh, cardio respiratory capacity is that of a thirty-seven-year-old. Uh, and uh, his lung capacity is a separate thing, is that of an 18 year old. So he's got, uh, you know, whatever his VO2 max, you know, by whatever means they measure performance, uh, is, uh, you know, well, uh, in advance of his, uh, his, his actual chronological age, his biological age is younger. So, uh, good stuff. So he, he is a consumer of, uh, of, of flavanols. He's, he's all in on the flavanol proposition. Yeah, yeah, he consumes 500 milligrams a day, you know, which um, that's, you know, that's within the range that we, we talk about. Um, you know, we, we, we believe that uh, 500, somewhere between 500 milligrams to 1,000 milligrams a day is, is probably optimal. Um, you get a little bit more of a boost at, you know, at, at the higher end of that range. But at 500 milligrams is when you start to see, you know, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the benefits, you know, particularly the cardiovascular benefits. Now, is that, is that a lot? Is that achievable with uh, the Flava Naturals products? Uh, or do you have to, like, uh, you know, eat a pound of uh, you know, bars or, you know, like uh, a whole bunch of powder? Yeah, no, the great news is you, you can achieve it with a high flavanol product. You know, so, the, you know, our, our chocolate, our, our dark chocolate, um, actually has 500 milligrams per serving. So, you know, you could get that with one serving um, of, of, of dark chocolate. Uh, and our our cocoa powder, our hard flavanol cocoa powder, actually has 900 milligrams per mm-hmm. serving. So you can get a little bit more. And the you know I tell people the difference between 500 and 900 milligrams if you if you measure it if you try to measure it by uh, effect that that you know flavanols have on your, your circulatory system, it it increases the you know your um, your vasodilation your your arterial elasticity so how flexible your arteries are by about about 50 percent more you know if you if you get if you get to 900 milligrams a thousand milligrams versus 500 so a little probably a little too technical for most of us but um you know he's you know he's he's in the right range yeah and and one of the things that i do with the the cocoa powder uh and it's pure cocoa powder so it's really you know not a lot of uh, added uh, calories 
uh, is I, I take a scoop of that, I throw it in my protein shake along with creatine and, you know, some other ingredients that I throw in there, maybe some flax oil, maybe, you know, uh, like a half an avocado, which makes it kind of creamy. And it makes a delightful uh, chocolate shake, uh, which, uh, you know, sometimes when little kids are around, you know, I, I offer them some and they're, you know, just want, give me more, give me more. <laughs> it really tastes good. Yeah, well, that sounds delicious. Now, now I'm getting thirsty and hungry. Indeed. So, yeah, I find it re- it's a really good uh, performance enhancer. It's also something that I think is helpful uh, after workout because I think it, it uh, helps to promote uh, recovery. Probably has some anti-inflammatory capabilities. We'll get into that because there's some, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, in part two, I want to talk about, you know, some of the evidence behind it. But let's let's cover some of the news. Uh, there's a new FDA qualified claim on cocoflavanols and the prevention of cardiovascular disease. Now, I've been through the wars around these types of issues. And it's very hard to get FDA to allow what is called a qualified claim, uh, which means that, you know, they they don't allow a disease claim. They can't say, well, this, you know, prevents cancer or this treats, uh, you know, uh, ALS or something like that. That would be, you know, for a drug. But they will allow some modest claims like fish oil, maybe, you know, heart healthy. I think they've allowed that claim. Uh, but it, it's amazing that they actually have acknowledged that uh, cocoflavanols, uh, you know, may have some health benefits. Let's uh, describe that. Yeah, no, this is, this is a big deal uh, for the FDA, for, for cocoa powder, for, for us. Um, you know, from, uh, you know, one of the interesting things that I found over the past few years is that, you know, the benefits of cocoflavanols are really tremendous. There's a lot of great data, et cetera, but most people are not that familiar with flavanols. They've heard that dark chocolate could be healthy. But when you mention when you mention flavanols, they're like, oh, I'm, yeah, I may have heard of it, I may not have. But the so the FDA approval actually, you know, it, it hit the news, um, and and it was a, it was a great thing because uh, it, it improved the awareness of the benefits of cocoflavanols. And as you said, it, it's pretty rare, right? Like, I mean, omega threes uh, have have a similar. Um, you know, type type health claim, but it's 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 few and far between. Uh, and this this health claim, it's a, it's a very strong one in that it says that high flavanol cocoa powder can help prevent cardiovascular disease. Wow. Um, and and it's very it's it's if you if you actually look at the fine print, it's I mean it's a qualified health claim, but it's it's very specific to high flavanol cocoa powder, and they define. High flavanol cocoa powder is cocoa powder that has a minimum of four percent cocoa flavanols, and uh, and it, so Flavamix, our cocoa powder, is actually only one of two products on the market that that meets that criteria, and um, and Flavamix has almost ne- nearly double that amount. So so it it's not, doesn't give blood, people license to go out and get a double fudge uh, ice cream cone because that won't do them much good because the, the small amount of flavanols in that. Uh, the benefits will be outweighed by the enormous uh, caloric load <laughs> of, of the ice cream. Exactly. Cone, right. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's where I think people can go astray because, like, oh, boy, chocolate, you know, chocolate's good for you. Well, you know, I think you have to be kind of selective about your chocolate consumption. That's why when I consume chocolate, which I love, uh, I pretty much restrict it to the products that uh, you guys offer. But we know you could get away with that on one of your biking trips. Well, that's I yeah, and I burn it off. I I mean, I think there 
that gives me a little bit of license to consume yeah, a few more extra calories. So indeed, that's true. Okay, so uh, more news. Recent food guidelines from the American Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, which is with the registered dietitian organization. Uh, now, that's a very conservative organization. They're not big on nutritional supplements. Uh, they've been kind of stingy on claims. Uh, I think, frankly, they're a little hidebound with their recommendations for diet because they recommend uh, ultra low fat diets uh, in many cases, uh, sometimes allowing too much in the way of starchy carbohydrates. But they've seen their way to open their open their eyes to the benefits of cocoflavanols. So what's the story? Yeah, no, this is a very exciting project. And it, it took a few years and it was really, um, it was well done. Uh, the, you know, they first appointed a panel of uh, about a dozen people um, that was a was a well, uh, you know, it was a diverse group uh, and it included, uh, you know, clinicians, uh, dietitians, researchers, and they they combed the data. They went through, um, they defined it as 157 randomized control studies in, in addition to, to looking at some, you know, meta-analysis, et cetera, uh, and, and, and reviewed this. And they, they came out the, with the recommendation that um, at, you should try to achieve, we should all achieve, you know, at least 400 to 600, consume 400 to 600 milligrams of flavanols daily for improved cardiometabolic uh, health. And by the way, and, let's, let's, in, define, let's define that term a little bit because flavanols also comprise other uh, foods. Uh, I believe that there are tea flavanols, uh, if I'm not mistaken, right? So that, that would... Exactly, exactly. And you can, you can um, there's some flavanols in, in blueberries. Uh, there's some flavanols in grapes, right? Because red, red wine has some flavanols. But they're they're in their most concentrated form in in cocoa powder. But um, you know, if I if if you know if you couldn't if you couldn't consume cocoa powder, you know you could you could try to you know green tea is a very good source of flavanols mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So they weren't specific to that. Um, you know what where you get your flavanols. Um, but um, the one what, what, one important thing about this um, this guideline, which really made the news was this wasn't, you know, one of the, the, a typical food guideline is the minimum, you know, this is the minimum amount you need to maintain your health. Mm -hmm. Rather, this was, this, this was um, the, the, the important term here is improved cardiometabolic health. So they're actually saying if you consume a minimum of 400 to 600 milligrams of flavanols daily, it, it'll improve uh, your your cardiometabolic health, and they specifically mention blood pressure, blood sugar, and, and cholesterol. So, but uh, that is de minimis, right? And uh, you know that's what is required for de minimis for optimal functioning. But to add a little more, you know, such as what might be delivered in uh, the nine hundred milligram dosage form of a serving of the cocoa powder, uh, that would be, that could take you to a little higher level of fitness possibly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as, as, um, you know, as we talked about before, you know, getting up to 900, you know, versus 500 gives you about a 50% increase 
in that um, the flexibility of your arteries, and w- which is where where you know all the benefits you know generally start. So it starts with circulation, and then you know then you know you all the other benefits on the cardio side, exercise performance, and even on the cognitive side mm-hmm. um, are believed to stem from from that increased improved blood flow. And recently, you provided me with an interesting factoid, which is about nitric oxide. And nitric oxide is its actually the principle on which uh, Viagra was developed because it promotes circulation in a certain part of your body. But originally, it was designed as a cardiovascular drug to promote circulation, uh, you know, in the heart, uh, like nitroglycerin. You know, nitric oxide uh, is a vasodilator and promotes circulation. It's essential for optimal uh, cardiovascular health. Uh, and my impression was always that the best way to build nitric oxide was through beet supplements. And in the past, we've had sponsors who were uh, makers of various beet supplements, you know, beet juice and, you know, beet uh, gummies and beet powder that you can put in a drink. But you have actually provided me with some interesting uh, scientific literature and studies that suggest that cocoa may be as potent or even more potent than beets in inducing nitric oxide is that correct yeah yes it, it, it is um we did uh we sponsored a ce um educational program with the academy of nutrition uh and dietetics and it was presented by um uh matt darnell who at the time was a dietitian for the steelers um and he he actually did a comparison of beetroot um uh cocoflavanols as well as L-arginine and, and citrulline and uh, in terms of the impact on vasodilation and looking at various different studies. The the downside is there's no head-to-head and mm-hmm. um, okay. that's actually something that we're, we're looking at right now. But on the upside, if you look at the range and where most of the data is coming in and, you know, you try to uh, look at studies that have, you know, similar um people involved in the studies, yeah, it, it looks that the cocoflavanol impact is at least as robust mm-hmm. as beetroot and, and these other products. Um, but I, I think, you know, here's as a as a biotech person by background, here's where, you know, I think we would all like to see a head to head. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my perspective is, you know, even if there's a tie you know, we win because we're chocolate and, and we're cocoa powder. Uh, well, absolutely. So, I mean, given uh, a choice, you know, and I've I've done the beet juice thing, you know, because I actually and I've done it before races. And frankly, it is something that uh, when you take a big glass of freshly made beet juice, uh, your stomach does a somersault. <laughs> you know, there's only that's one way to describe it. And it it kind of it can power you up. And there is evidence that increases uh, performance. Wouldn't it be nice if, uh, if you know, cocoflavanols uh, did the same thing but tasted good, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and the, so it's so it's a it's it's a similar nitric oxide mechanism as you said. the The impact on vasodilation is, you know, let let's call it similar. Um, you know, even though it may be a little bit more robust, let, let's 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 call it similar in the ballpark. Uh, yeah. So the mm-hmm. yeah, so the impact on performance, technically, you know, theoretically, should be very similar as well um but you know one thing that um it's funny because I, I was just talking to uh to, to matt darnell about this uh they they both impact you know they both work by increasing your nitric oxide levels but the they work on completely independent 
pathways. So they, 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 they both increase nitric oxide, but they do it in a different way. Mm-hmm. So as you know, n- you know, beets, ni- nitrates, you, you, um, you consume the nitrates, uh, in your, your, your mouth starts to, you know, the, the back, the good bacteria in your mouth converts that starts to convert those nitrates to nitrites, which, which, uh, your body eventually, um, converts to nitric oxide. Whereas coflavanols are, um, have a completely different, uh, mechanism. In fact, you know, our body, you know, if we, you know, even if we don't consume beets, our body is naturally producing nitric oxide. It converts mm-hmm. L-arginine, which is an amino acid, right. into in, into nitric oxide. And it does that versus, you know, with this um, this enzyme that's um, that's called the nitric oxide synthase uh, mm-hmm. enzyme. And what, what flavanols do is they supercharge that enzyme hmm. to produce more nit- nitric oxide naturally. Oh. So it's a, it's, you know, so it's not... It's, it's, it's a completely different mechanism. And, you know, my question to, to, to Matt was, you know, if we did a head-to-head study, should we also have an arm that includes both? Because you know, oh, theoretically... Oh, like an additive effect. Yeah, I see. Because they're working yeah, on, yeah, on I mean, maybe synergistic mechanisms. But also chocolate is a rich source of, of arginine also. So that's another... Yet another way in which arginine being a, uh, a you know an inducer of nitric oxide, where that could work. Yeah, no, that's it's that's fascinating to think about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe the next great, you know, the next big idea is like uh, like a combo gummy or combo drink that's like supercharged with uh, beet plus cocoflavanols. That could be uh, okay. Uh, you know, I'll just take. I'll take 10% of that idea, you know, once you've got it. <laughs> you got it. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, moving on, uh, it's also consumerlab.com recently weighed in on uh, chocolate and uh, and cocoa in particular. Uh, and this actually addresses some concerns from consumers because they have said that uh, they've heard that, uh, you know, maybe you know chocolate is a source of harmful cadmium and lead and the consumer uh, labs has some ratings of some of the popular chocolate brands. So what's the deal? Does that mean uh, users of cocoa flavanols are going to be getting uh, harmful exposure to these things? Yeah, that, that that's very interesting. So I, you know, we've been ever since that was published, you know, we've, we've received a lot of questions about this. So they, the first thing, you know, my, the first thing I, you know, I emphasize to people is, okay, we do test for cadmium and lead and make sure we comply with the, those California Prop 65 guidelines. Which, which incidentally are so much more stringent than the EPA guidelines and the FDA guidelines. Right, because California has its own set of rules, you know, for uh, automobile exhaust. It's like a, it's like an entity unto itself, right? A, a, a different exactly, yeah. yeah. And they, so, you know, we, we do comply, but uh, at the same time, I, it's there's so much more. There's, there's no global consensus on you know what uh, what 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 a reasonable amount of um, cadmium to consume because the reality is it's in our soil, right? So it's we we uh, th- you know vegetables that grow fruits and vegetables that grow in the soil uh, generally have some cadmium and in fact 
we um, 80% of the cadmium that uh, we consume in the U.S. is from green leafy vegetables and mm-hmm. potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, course, it's not no, from like a Superfund it's site. Eating. It's not necessarily from a Superfund site or from like a previous like industrial factory that was where they're growing the plants. It is present in very small degrees, like many minerals like rare earths uh, are contained in the soil. But uh, certain plants are what are called bioaccumulators. Like, for example, uh, rice is a bioaccumulator of arsenic. It doesn't mean that they've used arsenic in the processing of the rice, but it actually picks up the small trace amounts of arsenic and it will accumulate a little bit more in rice, for example. Yeah. Led, yeah. So kind of a, there was a rice scare for a while around that. Yeah. It's, it's exactly the same. So, you know, the, so again, what I tell people is we do tests, we make sure we, we comply with that. But I also say, you know, don't panic and don't panic if you, you know, if you've been eating some of the chocolates that were found to be, you know, um, higher than the guideline. Um, keep keep in mind that, you know, all those chocolates, you know, fell below the European guidelines. And also, you know, keep in mind that there's no real national consensus or mm-hmm. national or international consensus on this. Yeah, and, there's a little um, bit of a, a clickbait element to the uh, – Consumer lab story because it you know it's kind of a grabber. It's like oh there's cadmium and lead in your chocolate. It's like okay, uh, but then let's you know let's keep the perspective that uh, this is well below the threshold of what uh, most uh, you know national agencies you know across the world think is harmful to humans. So uh, but you know you do test and you know there's not enough to even concern the very very scrupulous officials in California who have standards that are even more exacting than the federal government. So, uh, yeah, in, in fact, you know, I, I, you know, as a biotech guy, you know, I, I always warn people, um, you know, and kid my wife about this, about small sample sizes. But um, I'll, I'll tell you, like, you know, with all the talk about cadmium, I, I tested myself and my levels yes. were, were not even. Were, were 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 so low they 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 could not you know to the lowest level on the test which basically means they didn't detect any uh, in in in, in right. my blood and so. and you would be a test case because as originator uh, and founder of uh, Flava Naturals probably you consume a fair amount of the product day in and day out and if anybody <laughs> well, is going to be loaded nine hundred milligrams a day <laughs> yeah if anybody is going to be loaded with lead and cadmium if it were present it would be you and then you know. The proof is in the pudding because there taint none when we test you. So, okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, when we return, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, some practical uh, applications of uh, the uh, high flavanol cocoa, the product Flava Naturals. Uh, and also just our call to action today is that uh, it's a great gift idea because – uh, you know, pretty much, you know, we're drinking a lot this holiday season. Everybody's going to you know, parties, drinking cocktails, but dry January is around the corner. And, you know, some people don't, you know, somebody gave me some booze for the holidays and I'm not sure whether I'm going to re-gift it because I don't drink a lot these days. Uh, I would have preferred a gift of uh, high flavanol uh, cocoa from Flava Naturals. And that might be a great gift for people on your gift list. So this holiday season, gift yourself and your loved ones with decadent dark chocolate and cocoa powder. That has the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. Just go to flavanaturals.com, F-L-A-V-A, flavanaturals.com. And if you use coupon code Hoffman30, I'm sorry, Hoffman20, 
you'll get 20% off site-wide, plus get free shipping on all orders over $30. The 30 applies to the orders over $30. That's flavanaturals.com. Coupon code HOPMAN20 for 20% off through December 31st. We really want you to try it. And uh, I think uh, recipients of your gifts or if you choose to send it to yourself, you'll be pleased. So when we return, uh, we'll be back with uh, Alan Frost. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the cognitive benefits, cardiovascular benefits, the uh, sports medicine and performance benefits of high flavanol cocoa. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. 